now time for a very walking chained edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service, tell you which games to pass to your friends and which games to, I don't know much about Chained Echo, so I'm going to say hit that X button or B and walk on by since I played a walking story. <laughs> You're not wrong. I am Corey. I'm joined by the RPG man himself. And I don't mean rocket propelled grenade. I mean role playing game basher. Bro, you want to start a campaign? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. They do it. I think that that's. I I think I have to like put that in, yeah, like just like randomly. I, that's got to be like in the episode somewhere. Just like a quick little, bloop. <laughs> anyways. Chained Echoes, The Walking Dead, the final season. This is a dual episode. Basher, oddly, you know, for someone who hates these callbacks, you know, I'm getting tired of your hypocrisy. You hate. You hate walking sims, you hate games that aren't games, yet you fought for Immortality last year, and now you played a love letter to the 16-bit SNES RPG extravaganza called Chained Echoes. What What's going on over there? It, go, it goes to show you, at the end of the day, I'm simply the most informed and objective reviewer of all time. All time. All, all time. time. Top five DOA. There you go. We're going to start with Chained Echoes and Basher, and uh, then we're going to end with The Walking Dead final season. Here are the details for Chained Echoes. But before that, did you know that you can leave us a review on your favorite podcasting service, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify? They help out. They really do. More people, the more people that rate, the more people see us, the more people that can share the Game Pass love. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, those are the big ones. Or sorry, Apple Podcasts whichever you want to call it. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I check it every week, see if anyone's left us a review. So uh, the person that still hates us for passing on Remnant from the Ashes, you know, you're wrong. I'm, I, I mean, you jokingly bring it up. I'm never going to not remember <laughs> that. Like that is just, like of all the games, like not, not even like, I expect that when I, don't like tunic you know like it's tunic it's everyone loves it it makes sense remnant from the ashes really the the thing is is that we also didn't hate the game it was just the it was particularly the xbox version and it was kind of janky and broken and when it came to multiplayer there was that annoying delay like i actually really liked that game like I was surprised how much I liked that game. If it would have been ironed out, I think I would have fought to recommend it, but there was too many issues with the actual code and not the game itself. Remnant 2? Don't, don't forget that end boss yeah, fight. And the end boss fight's really bad. Didn't didn't enjoy that either. But still, Remnant 2, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's just funny because it, it's just very upset. Chained Echoes. Here are the details. It's a... Nope, that is The Walking Dead. Chained Echoes is a story-driven JRPG where a group of heroes travel around the vast continent of Volandis to bring an end to the war between its three kingdoms. In the course of their journey, they will travel through a wide array of diverse landscapes spanning from Wintand? Is that a word? Wintand Plateaus and Exotic Archipelagos? A-R-C-H-I-P-E-L-A-G-O-S. Exotic Archipelagos to Sunken Cities and Forgotten Dungeons. Take your sword, channel your magic, or board your mech. Chained Echoes is a 16-bit SNES-style RPG set in a fantasy world where the dragons are as common as piloted mechanical suits. 
Follow a group of heroes as they explore a land filled to the brim with charming characters, fantastic landscapes, and vicious foes. Can you bring peace to a continent where war has been waged for generations and betrayal lurks around every corner? This game was supported by the film Spoiler and media alert, yes, you can. NRW, whatever that is. Playable on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Does feature achievements on the Xbox as well as PC. Has cloud saves for cross-save. Main story clocks in around 29 hours with a completionist of 54 hours. Chained Echoes. All right, Mr. Hypocrisy. Tell me what... How did you discover this game? Why did you play this game? Why did you tell me that you wanted to talk about Chained Echoes? I first... Let me all let me, let me try to remember why. Let, first, let me try to remember why I even played this game. <laughs> um, all right, so I saw the cover art. I'm like, uh, that that looks weeby. That looks pretty pretty weeby. Then I saw the uh, the screenshots. I'm like, oh, that's where we're going. That's, that's weebo for sure. I booted it up and it was. A more serious tone. Um, let's call it more mature tone. And it hooked me as soon as it had the main hero accidentally kill like a million people. It was great. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm on board. I'm on board. Let's see where the story goes. But before we see where the story goes, and it's going to really hinge on the gameplay for me because initially it looks like a lot of those RPG maker type games and honestly it's not far off uh, in terms of what people are making now when it comes to these love letters to the 16-bit era but I think what people forget or don't do well is and I said this before about these love letters and these throwbacks they want to make Ninja Gaiden again they want to make Final Fantasy again they want to make these the same game you've already played just again they don't do the thing that makes those games special in their own right I think what Chain Echoes does for me is it takes what would have been a 16-bit era game and builds it in a way where it's made for 2023 or 2022 when it came out. It is. It takes all those aspects of... It takes that fast... It takes... It's going to sound a little backwards but it takes that fast turn-based mechanic and cuts out all the fat so it's action-based turn-based combat but it's not boring at all because a lot of those 16-bit era games they play very slow but these fights don't play out slow like you you'll you'll know if you're going to win or lose a fight pretty quickly and you know if you can turn it around pretty quickly these fights don't drag on no matter how kind of overpowered or underpowered you are 
Well, so, so it also but, takes something too far. Go ahead. So what, what, what's the combat like? Like, cause I've, I have not even seen a trailer for this game. So when I look at it, I'm, I'm getting like a chrono trigger over like final fantasy vibe. Is that correct? Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the combat's more chrono trigger, I guess, because it's fast based. You have your, your, uh, your characters actions are based or the timing of the actions are based on their agility, on their agility and speed. So you can have a character attack quite often before an enemy makes their first or second attacks. And the, the combat isn't even super de super deep, like a con like a, a tactics game where you can combine all these different, uh, sort of moves. It's really just, it takes the basics and just simply expands on them. So it's not, they're not shooting for the moon here, which is crazy to think about because this entire game ends up shooting for the moon. This is a 50, 60 hour game. Yeah, I think, what did I say? It's yeah. like 40, 30 hours at the main story, but completions, yeah, 54, so. Yeah, it, it is a ton of stuff you can do in this game. There's, there's, there's a lot of places you can go, revisit. It For me, to answer your question and what separates it from other games of its ilk. It takes all of the great parts of those games from before and just cuts out the fat and just keeps in the cool parts. It keeps in the, the fast gameplay. It keeps in the deep character moments because there's like, this is as much a character study as it is just a really well-told story and that was that's what really kind of threw me off in a good way because the characters in this game are actual characters they they take the archetype archetypal characters and they make big moments out of them they make small moments out of them like there's a lot of times where you're just talking to cats talking one-on-one -on -one and you're getting this deep interesting lore and it's very Final Fantasy VI-like when I think about it. And then when that's done, they say, all right, it's time to fight. Here's a few mechs. And it's like, now you're in a mech fight. It's, they take, they smartly just take all the cool parts and just gets rid of all the boring parts. And I, I think that's as simple as, as I could put it in terms of what makes this game a better love letter than a lot of the other games. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my issue. I don't want to say issue, but like that's usually where these games lose me is that um I, you know, I respect those original Final Fantasy games, but like we've just come so far. And and it's I look at Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 7 are of just like they've sort of I don't want to say figured out, but they they've started moving away from turn-based stuff and kind of giving you more direct control over everything. And that's kind of what Chrono Trigger did originally, right? It was like a different a different take on the turn-based system. And I think that's one reason why so many people like it is because they're just like, I, I want to do more than just press A, you know? Like, I don't want to just select things on a menu. And so a lot of those, you know, those those love letters to Final Fantasy VI and stuff, I'm like, that's great, but I, I want more direct control. Like, I, I really am that person. And so this kind of seems like it's kind of made in that vein of like Final Fantasy VII-R, of like, we're going to take those gameplay mechanics, but we're going to modernize them while still sort of playing like the original, but not really. <laughs> right. Uh, again, 
the key, the key thing for me is don't remake what I already sure. played. Don't don't stick so hard to what came out before it that I'm just playing what came out before this. This this is something that feels like you couldn't really do it back then, but at the same time, it's just it makes a lot of references to the to to things that came before right. it, and I can't emphasize enough how just how impressed I was at how well told of a story this was. I I really thought it was going to be a basic save the world story, but they throw in a lot of twists and turns. And by they, I mean like the one guy. Like th- th- this game is made by, I think three people at the most. One guy did the majority of the of the heavy lifting, but then like the music and stuff is done by other people. Uh, and that's the other thing. The music slams in this too. Like they put in, whoever made this game just really understood the, what makes these games great. What makes these games fun. And what's, and also what makes these games fast. Like it's, there's really no fat in this game. They just cut out, all the bull crap and they just stick to what did I like about Final Fantasy VI? What did I like about Xenogears? What did I like about Fantasy Star? They just put those moments in the game. And by doing that, you make these 50, 60 hours kind of blow past. Interesting. So it, it, it's kind of, to me, it sounds a lot more closer to like the messenger, which isn't quite the same idea, but that's, I think that's why that game resonated with a lot of people because it took, Ninja Gaiden, but it also took Castlevania and it sort of combined the two and like that game is fast, but there's so many different things. And then it kind of turns into a Metroidvania halfway through. And because it doesn't spend its whole time being a Metroidvania, it kind of hits those, those dopamine, you know, hits that you like about the Metroidvania. It's like, Oh, like I came back here and I get to do this thing again. Like, but before I saw this path and I couldn't do it, but then it's also got like the time flipping mechanic that some of the Castlevania games had. So like you said, the music of that game is just, it's so good. So it sounds more akin to that of where they, they took the elements that they really liked instead of just mimicking those games. It like, what if we just took the things that everybody likes and made a game about it? So. No, it, it, it really, it really is. And it's just chock full of all the RPG things you want to do. It has the optional secret boss that takes a million things to unlock the hardest boss in the game it has the secret weapons it has the secret characters it has all these things and again the gameplay is is so refined and simple and fun that you're not skipping through fights and that's that's something that happens in a lot of these games right. just in general where i mean honestly I, i'm think what comes to mind is a uh, the last Zelda game, like you, you stop fighting things after right. a while. Like, yeah, like, a lot of games you stop yeah, fighting. Like, I'm, I'm at this point yeah. in the game where, like, okay, like I've, I've, I've seen everything that it has to have to offer in this. I'm trying to see what this other part that has to offer, or I'm, I'm trying to get enough hearts to get the Master Sword. Like, exactly. But like this, this game is challenging to the very end. And, and if you are, if you do feel overpowered, there are other challenges to to be had. It is. Really, again, it's the 16-bit era love love letter to a game, to to an era rather that takes all the fun parts, cuts out the fat, and just keeps you with a story that is super compelling. Characters that has that are actually funny and 
the banter between them is actually seems real most of the time. There, there, there are some moments there that's kind of stiff, but uh, with the gameplay that you really actually want to engage in, I mean, it's quite it's quite easily the best RPG of the year for me. Well, there you go. It's gonna be it's it's early, but this sounds like it might be a runner for the goatee. So I'm probably gonna have to at least put some hours into this at some time. So easy enough to say. It sounds like you're gonna pass it on. Absolutely. Uh, one question: Why is it rated M? Uh, probably content because again, it's, it's a mature story, so we're dealing dealing with. Uh, Does it earn the M? Yeah, is that a better question? It. Right. Uh, it earns the it earns the M if you're a person who's really worried about trigger warnings. <laughs> um, because there there are some, uh, what do you call it, sensitive issues that certain characters go through. But other than that, like there's no, I mean, it's 16 bit. You can't do graphic. You can't do graphic, uh, horror stuff. Right. Like right. it's pixels, like n- n- nothing excessive. It's only, it only comes in, into, into tone and certain character plots. Well, there you have it. So we're going to pivot now to the walking dead, the final season. Let me pull up the details for this one. So we already know how Basher feels about every, walking simulator ever made um he hates them all with a passion so however that being said i'm not, I'm not gonna fight <laughs> you with that so whatever like um, let's keep it rolling telltale games i'm sure you probably know about this one already but i'm gonna tell my little story about it but so here, here's the details about this one developed by telltale games uh playable on xbox series x and s as well as xbox one this is a xbox one game this does not have series x and s native support uh let's see here it uh, doesn't have cross saves either so that kind of sucks so if you are i guess if you really want the achievements twice you could uh, you could play both of them but clementine now a fierce and capable survivor has reached the final chapter in her journey after years on the road facing threats both living and dead a secluded school might finally be her chance for a home but protecting it will mean sacrifice clem must build a life and become a leader while still watching over aj an orphaned boy and the closest thing to a family she has left in this gripping and emotional final season, you will define your relationships, fight the undead, and determine how Clementine's story ends. Includes access to all four episodes, in case you didn't know. So I'm I'm not going to go into super deep about you know this is like the fifth or sixth game technically because there was the originals like there's like the three seasons and then there's Walking Dead Michonne and then there's like 400 Days or whatever they called it. So there's there's a lot of Walking Dead. I've played all of it. Um, now I believe you've you've played the original, right? I think everyone's played the original at some point. Yeah, I played the original, and then I tried playing. I think I tried playing through like one of the sequels, like when it first came out, and then I think by the time I got around to maybe the second or third one, I was already well aware of the uh, Telltale style of game. Right. So I was kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't need to finish this or play too many hours of it. Yeah, I've. I have played a lot of the, the Telltale games. Like I've played the Batman. I've played uh, The Walking Dead. Obviously, there's another one I played. I can't remember. I played uh, what's the one that based on Fables? Can't ever remember the name. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. Is that right? Very. Yeah. So yes. like, I've not played all of them. Like I didn't play Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't play Jurassic Park. I didn't play Game of Thrones. But so I've I played enough that I I have enjoyed what I've played um, for the most part. Like these games are hit or miss for me. My biggest issue a lot of times was with 
uh, engine support. You know, it's like that. Like the games would break. And I even had instances where I remember in the Batman to where like my choices just didn't match. Like when I would go to the next chapter, if you want to call it, uh, it just it's like it didn't pick the right choice in my save file. So stuff like that can be really discouraging. Um, now, the whole drama that ha happened with The Walking Dead final season was that it got put out and then Telltale got closed and then it went off sale. And then so all these things happened. So um, I still like I liked that original Walking Dead season. I thought it was good. I did not like gush over it the way other people did, but I enjoyed it. It was cool. It was kind of like a, 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 a new adventure. Like this was a 360 game. Remember, like it's been that long since since this has happened so but where i sort of fell off was season two i did not like the walking dead season two i think the michonne story was okay and i think the 400 days one was okay as well so i wouldn't say like i was completely put off from it but when that final season came out i was like i'll wait for a sale but then that drama happened so i, I never got to it this game actually came out a while ago but it's now since been republished and all that so it's been quite a bit of time since i played it um and i didn't remember everything Some but yeah my question then is, as someone who really liked the first one, but didn't so much the next ones, what, what was the, what was the reason considering there, it's not, it's not like going from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 or 3, right. you know? Gameplay-wise, it's not much they can do, or have done, in my opinion. So uh, what was the main factors of the, the drop-off in, qual in quality for you? The I think in, in particular with the main storyline, which is the Clementine storyline, originally. Such a good storyline, by the way. It's playing as Lee in the original Walking Dead. Uh, I guess spoiler for the original Walking Dead. I'm not going to spoil everything in, in the final season, but I'm going to talk about some things um, with when Lee dies. It sort of takes that story as the player. Like, even though Lee was an established character, you got to sort of kind of craft a little bit of, of, of who you wanted him to be. And then the second season you're playing as Clementine, you're playing as a, a, a younger girl. And it, in what should have been a, an, an interesting way to sort of put yourself in this character. I just don't think they ever took advantage of that because they still wanted to like, quote, make your choices matter and, and do everything that a telltale game does, but also playing as this character that needs to grow and prosper. It's, it's an extremely hard thing to do. And I think that's where they have fallen off with a lot of their their games is just that unless you're playing as a silent protagonist or a character that you can sort of create and make your own story, you're going to come across situations in these stories that either you don't like any of the choices or sometimes the choices might not make sense with how your story is playing out. And that was kind of where The Walking Dead Season 2, I remember particularly, there was just like a couple of the choices I was like, I think these all suck. Like... And it's not a situation where it's like, well, I have to make a crappy decision here, like, but that's life. It was like, I just don't think a lot of these make sense. And the biggest factor was, is I was playing as a young girl and I just, it just, it was such a departure from that original season. So that first. So where did they drop the ball in terms of that, of Clementine's growth then? Like, did, you, did it just not go the way you wanted it to go? Or did it go in a way that was, that you seemed unrealistic? It was more that the original Walking Dead, you're sort of a father figure to Clementine and you sort of craft a, you know, you craft that story that the Walking Dead can tell, which is a child living 
in a world that is so different, that doesn't understand what the world used to be. Or the, the, and you have to have this knowledge that they're going to be growing up completely different because the world is now completely different and it's been taken over by the zombies, etc. And then the second one is more just about drama. Like it, none of that drama really, it's not about the walking dead anymore. It's like, yeah, we're in a situation, but it's more about the people drama, but it's just drama. It's not, I feel like it, it's never taken into consideration that this is a little girl that is living in this world and having to grow up in this world. And that's removing the father figure out of it. It was, it was totally fine, but it's just, it was just fine. There was nothing particularly that stood out about it. Um, does that answer your question? I guess that does answer okay. the question because again, as someone who doesn't, who kind of bounced off the first one, I'm sorry, the, the second or third one pretty quickly. I was always curious that that was sort of the, of the consensus, even at the time was it's not as good as the first one. And I, and I thought it was simply just the story because I just didn't feel a difference in gameplay at the time. Yeah, no. And it's, it's it, the, so the final season tries to, to add gameplay to it for some reason. Like there's, there's like this weird sort of, I don't say dismemberment, like disarming system. So the main sort of aspects of, of this one is that Clementine is now an adult. You know, she's, she's in her late teens and she's having to take care of AJ, who is, is sort of introduced at the end of the second season as, as a baby. And so it, it sort of is coming full circle, right? To where now she has to kind of be a parent and, but she's still young. Like she's still a kid in, in many ways. And she's grown up in this world mostly she becomes a parent for the most part yeah she you are the guardian figure to aj and aj is like five or six i can't okay. remember um all right but he's young he's very young so it it, it at the because at the end of the second season you have to make these choices to where one of the characters and this is it was one of the dumbest things is where the the the, the big uh confliction point is this baby and what's going to happen to this baby because the parents might not be there and and you have to make these choices. But no matter what, at the end of that game, the baby is alive and you have now decided to 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 basically be the parent because you kind of have to be. So that's again. And so, you, so no matter what, the baby's correct. alive. And that is AJ. And AJ okay. is a central character. And he's it's it's kind of Clementine and AJ's story of, of how AJ um, is growing up because again, he's growing up in this world that is completely foreign to him. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of story moments and elements of, you know, should AJ be carrying a gun? He's like six or seven years old, you know, and, but we're in a world where there's a ton of zombies. And so you, you come upon this school that is mainly run by kids and they're all kids around your age, you know, they're teenagers, 15, 16, 17. And the main antagonist is this group of adults, basically. So you're sort of going to war with this other, whatever you call it, faction. And um, there's a lot of drama in there. There's a lot of drama to where certain people are doing things that you don't agree with. Certain people have made deals with other people that are, they're not being completely upfront about them and where people have gone, why they've disappeared. And it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting because again, you, you have to, the drama is there, but you also are getting that parenting aspect again that you got, you kind of got with Lee, but it's a little bit different. There's a lot of callbacks to Lee and, and it does bring full circle sort of that relationship between Lee and Clementine and how, even though 
he's been dead for a while now. Like she still remembers what he taught her and it's, and it's crafted her, but then you have to make decisions based on like, do you even agree with Lee? Like he told you to do this, but do you agree with that? Because the circumstances are different now. And there's, it's a lot better than the second season. That's what I'll say is that. Okay. All right. Most of the time I was, I was on board and I, I had a, I had a confliction point that, that made sense to me of, I genuinely don't know what to do here because I know what I would do, but at the same time, the circumstances that have, that have, have gone on now, I don't know if I'd feel the same way. And that's, I think that's when these games are best, right? It's when it, when it gives you choices that make sense for the story, but also make you have to think about it a little bit of just like, Hmm, like what would I do in this situation? And it felt like I was sort of crafting that character in a weird way, I was crafting AJ. And so it gives that that sense of I'm creating this character while also having my own confliction, which is basically why I think the first season worked a lot better than the second one. Uh, what did you mean on they tried to add more gameplay? So there's like the game starts out with it and to where like you're, you're trying to scavenge for some stuff. Um, and there's some, there's some walkers in front of you and you've got to sneak up on them and press the B button basically. Um, and then every once in a while there'll be like three or four walkers and you've got to take care of them without being eaten alive. And so you walk up to them and like the X button will disarm them, but the B button will kill them. But if you disarm them and then another one comes up to you, it'll kill you kind of thing. It, it, it's really dumb is what I'll say. It is the most loosest form of gameplay you could possibly imagine. Um, Jesus, I mean, is it is it is it at least fail when you keep going to another to another no, possible no, it's straight, uh, straight fail point, it, it, which is the worst part. Yeah, I'm out. It's, yeah, yeah. See, that's that that's the worst form yeah. of QTE. In any and it, game. and a lot of times it's it's dumb. Like it doesn't even make sense of, of what happens. Granted, those moments are few and far between, but they do happen. And every time they happen, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I get through it, kind of thing, and just move on with my life. Why that was added, like it, they, it seems like it was a response to the direct criticism of like these games don't have any gameplay. It's like that the solution is to not feed into that energy. It's to simply do what you do best and keep doing that. Um, yeah, either do. Yeah, you're right. Either do what you do best or actually um, really dig deep into that kind of gameplay. I mean, it's crazy how with this this many years removed, but that original Shenmue, when it brought up, when it started doing QTEs, the fact that you can fail those, well, fail a string of those, but keep going, like it, like it had branching QTE moments. And like, we're still here dealing with QTEs that are one and done. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's dumb. It, it creates the most boring yeah, experience. Well, and, and, like, and when you fail, sometimes it, it's like, okay, like that didn't make any sense. Like it's, they're not, they're not bad enough to where it's like, okay, like I don't even want to play this anymore. And again, they are few and far between, but it's, it, it's adds absolutely nothing. And it, it wasn't necessary basically. Um, so without, I mean, it's hard to go into without giving a complete breakdown of, of the whole game. But what I'll say is I, I was pretty much on board for most of it. Um, except like, man, it's the last episode kind of goes places in a way that I think is, is extremely weird. And one of the biggest problems I have, and this, I have it within the show too, is like when you, when you need to sort of defile logic and that's, it's hard. Uh, there's a character in particular to where she's almost like hunting you in the, in the last chapter. 
and she's introduced in because it's only four chapters versus five. So she's you, you kind of hear about her in the first two chapters. She shows up in the in the in the third one. And then by the by the last chapter, she's kind of hunting you. But she's not really a walking dead at that a walker at that point. She's sort of that in between state. But that doesn't really exist in this universe. There isn't really a, you know, a what do you want to call it? like a super walker or whatever. Like there, there's no there's no version in the in the lore of. I mean, I mean, you're already throwing me off here because you you can be in between for a while for longer yeah, than apparently because because yeah. I I remember playing as Lee and just slowly turning not even slowly like it was a quick turn by the end of by yeah the end it was, it was the final uh, chapter by the start of it you were starting to turn and then by the end of it you 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 had turned basically yeah so 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 does it does it feel like it's the longer turn for her or it, it or just doesn't make like, sense because she's like she's like among the walkers in a little bit and it, it's not like a it's not a situation where like she's controlling the walkers or anything but it's like for some odd reason she can sort of be with the walkers and they don't try to kill her but they kind of do it, it's it's really weird and out of left field and it doesn't break the game but it, it's asking you to to sort of defy logic and i just don't think it really was necessary because the story that you care about in this game is aj and clementine and the stuff around it is good and it gets you towards the end there's also like a weird like romance thing where you can kind of pick if you want to romance somebody or not, but it, I don't know. I, I always find romance in these games really weird. Like, dude, just, just, just give me just, and I mean, I mean, it's with with all sincerity, just craft a well-told story, make it an animated video thing and I'll watch it. Like I, I really will. Like I I don't, I don't need the full choices. I don't need the full gameplay. Just, craft another well-told story and i'll watch it because because you clearly have talent to tell a very good yeah, story and it's like i don't i really don't see the point of pressing x sometimes like it doesn't do anything I, for me especially when you have these choices that don't trans that don't completely change the game you know like it doesn't make a lot of sense it's to me. it's the whole like you know person will remember that kind of thing um like i said it's the characters are good, I think. I, I think the drama here is good, but it's sometimes it's the stuff around it. Like the the romance choice just it just kind of seems to come out of nowhere. Like I, I don't you can choose to not romance anybody, and that's kind of what I went with because it didn't feel genuine to me. And maybe somebody else will feel different about that. Hang on. I'm dying over here. Um it's like I got COVID again. Maybe somebody else will disagree and say that like they felt a connection with this character but i don't know to me it felt like it was unnecessary and it also felt kind of forced and so those moments again they don't ruin it but it 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 holds it back and and by the end of the game it it starts calling back to that first walking dead in a way and it the end is either gonna you're either gonna love it or hate it kind of thing because it sort of asks you to defy logic again but at the same time, it's different than the, the the sort of Terminator character that I described of that that's trying to hunt you down and that it's asking you to defy logic in a way that might make sense. And it, it, it sort of directly conflicts with that end of that first season of, of choices that were made. And it 
it kind of gives you a happy ending, even if you chose for it to not be. And that's that's interesting to me. And I'm I'm I would say I was choked up because that's not the case. Like the final sort of choice in the game, I was just like, okay, like I was kind of surprised they went there with it. And then you kind of find out that they didn't, but they 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 make you believe for about 10 minutes that they did. And so when when they sort of pull, you know, they they open up the curtain and you once again are like, okay, like interesting. You have it's asking you to defy logic, but in a way that I feel like you could for the for the sake of everyone getting a happy ending kind of thing. And not everyone gets a happy ending, but it, it ends up with a story that that comes full circle and you have to sort of just accept it to and and, and kind of close the chapter on it. You know, close the book and be okay with it. And and I was like I was surprised because by the end of that second season I was like I I do not care about Clementine. I do not care about this kid. Like whatever. But by the end of the third one I was like, you know what? Like I think they were smart and they made a lot of callbacks to that first season because I think that's the one that most people are going to remember. And the flashbacks and stuff with Lee and, and sort of calling back to Lee is, is smart. And it's done in a way that I like a lot of the stuff around it. I could take or leave, you know, it, it gets you to the end of it, but I did find the main story compelling and it was nice to kind of go back to it because it, again, it has been a very long time since that original walking dead. And even people that don't love it, that played it, they still remember it. And that says a lot. And it says a lot that you can call back to it 10 years later and people still, you know, are, are happy to, to sort of re, I don't say relive it, but recall it and, and create some, some new stories based off of it. So by the end. And how many chapters are there in in total? Yeah. Four of the four. Or I'm sorry. There's three. three There's three with Clementine. Uh, but there's four total. Uh, there's five total if you include Michonne and five total. the uh okay. the four hundred days one. So of the five, are they all worth playing? Are they all necessary? And would you recommend playing all of them? So I think you really only need to play Walking Dead season one and, and like I, I think you could only play season one, two in the final and be fine. Um I don't think th- Michonne is 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 a decent little spin-off thing. Um, but the 400 days one, I, c- I could live without completely, even though the second season is not my favorite. It, it's sort of important to sort of learn um, some of the characters and some of the things that have happened and why some people feel the way that they do. Um, but no, I think you could play that just one, two and three and and get the full story of everything that you need. And, and be done with it. And and I, I really do like season one is still the strongest season two is by far the, the weakest, but the final season is not perfect, but it, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it by the end of it. Um, that's what I'll say. So, and it, it runs fairly well. I didn't really have too many crashes and stuff like that, that are kind of notorious for uh, the telltale engine and all that. And I have no idea if they touch this up or not for this, this, uh, this version of it, like I said, because there was all that drama that happened with Telltale, um, like, like closing all of a sudden and that game being delisted and a lot of weird stuff that happened with it. So it it's, it, yeah. All that being said, it's kind of amazing that this game even came out d- because of all that drama and the writers on it clearly cared about it. They, they clearly wanted to tell the story that they did. And so for that reason, like it's, it's a soft pass it on, but uh, I am going to say pass on. I think if you played that original game 
and you know it's been a long time and and you're kind of curious of how it plays and, and you kind of want to relive that i think this is more than worth playing you're not going to agree with all of it there's going to be a couple moments like eh, that was dumb but i think that's just kind of you have to sort of accept that it's not a home run but it's it's a solid it's a solid triple it's a solid triple so. i'm not mad at that i'm not i mean three out of five is not a bad uh not a bad record yeah, and, and I've I've played a lot of these and I, and I these style of games and I've I've walked away from a lot of them a lot more just kind of like that was a waste of time. <laughs> so yeah, right. That's gonna do it for this dual episode. When it comes to Chained Echoes, pass it on, play it, check it out. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to because we're gonna be talking about that. I've got a whole year, right? So I got time. Uh, when it comes to Walking Dead, the final season as all as well, pass it on. So we're starting off the year three for three. Look at that. Are we going to surpass last year? Who knows? Because we're next time we're going to be talking about Serious Sam 4. That's what we've been playing. And uh, there you go. You can write us 574-651-9256. That would be calling us, actually. Or I guess you could send a text message to that. Gpopfans at gmail.com. If you want to write us, let us know what you like, don't like. Uh, phone number is the easiest, though, because it comes straight to us. And, you know, leave us a voicemail. Let us know. If you think the Chained Echoes is the best game ever made, I want to know why but all right that's gonna do it for this episode of game pass or pass we'll see you next time with serious sam 4 good day sirs